When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sarah, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Fast. Alongside me, just like every single week, is Manager Jacob. What's up? Cheryl, what is up? <laughs> I'm going to start indeed. throwing curveballs, like, you know, just <laughs> so I don't just jump into it all the time. I was time. almost not ready for that. Yeah, just like a vibe what? check, general vibe check. Both of us were in New York Both recently. Of us, we, we, we did cr- not meet up. <laughs> we like, I feel like we were probably cross paths Well, when closely. you were in the West Village, I was definitely, or like West Village into Tribeca I was definitely there the funniest part is though before we get into like what we did this week Jacob literally texted me this is the text I get what like midnight yo are you at Taylor Swift's apartment as if I just stand out there every time I'm in New York and I went no he goes well I just saw Joe Jonas walk by there okay I I have come to realize Joe Jonas was actually in Los Angeles on the weekend it wasn't him do you know who I did pass by who was carrying a piece of art in like five bags Neil Patrick Harris well, why did you not take a photo and send it to Dumois for Sunday Spotted? I should have. It was yeah, on why Sunday. Would you not? Well, yeah, it's Sunday Spotted. You don't have to spot them on Sunday. You just oh. post. <laughs> just, it all just comes out. He looked on like Sunday. he was in a hurry, and I wanted so to be cool. So it wasn't Joe Jonas after all of that. Unless he flew back like for two hours, it was highly unlikely that it wasn't Joe Jonas. Although maybe it was like Frankie or something like that. Frank. Okay, maybe. Okay. Anyways, with that being said, <laughs> since you didn't see Joe Jonas, what did? you drink or eat this week okay this week i have to give a shout out they're from guelph it's called rebel cider i haven't actually had a sip of them but i i have had a, but you're giving a shout out what a if a bunch it of different you? well this is a good point i don't think it will though but i've had a few different products of theirs there's a great wine bar slash wine like store in toronto called grape witches they did a collab once or they do a collab every year with this company rebel cider and they put up a post listen the pandemic hit a lot of companies really, really mm-hmm. hard, especially for smaller businesses. And it's tough to like stay afloat sometimes. Mm-hmm. They put up a really vulnerable post recently and they're like, listen, we might not make it more than probably a month unless we start selling some cider. 
So I bought a couple bottles and hey, they're in my fridge. And I'm going to break them I'm going to break them out this weekend. I'm just excited to try it. So it's almost like a, what am I drinking this week in the future? In, in the future. But their previous but, stuff has been really good. And they're just like really interesting people doing creative things yeah, with their cider. I a lot of that. cool collabs within like Ontario. So are I wanted big, to give them a shout out. Are you a big cider person? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And really? we're in like cider time. I, w- I love cider like season. heat up a little cider a little bit. Put Make a little it like a hot stick toddy in situation. It. Exactly. Make a hot toddy mm. with cider. That sounds time. good. Yeah. I'm not a big cider person, but what about you? What are you me. drinking this week? <laughs> I'm drinking emergency. Uh oh. <laughs> no, Do I no. should I like take a step back? No, here? no, no. You're fine. You're fine. I just, it's more so just like a PSA for anyone. Okay, so like last week, I was starting to get a little tickle. I was starting to get a little like congested. And I was like, oh my god, I'm going to New York. I can't be congested. I need to drink my face off. So I clearly have my priorities in check, first of all. But second, I immediately started drinking emergency. I was drinking two packs a day. I don't know what the recommended dose is. Maybe read that on the thing. I I know it was less than the record, like less than the main amount I'm allowed to take. But it's so good. I just sip on it all day. And I swear to God, that's the reason I didn't get sick. And then I felt fine. I woke up Friday morning. I was like, I can get on my you just and be sit there fine. and sip on emergency. Well, it's like it's. I just put it in my water bottle. Like you, you mix just, it with anything. Well, water, like it's a powder. Like no, you I put know. It in your I know. Thing. I know. And it just doesn't taste very good. <laughs> oh no, but they have different flavors. I really like the lemon lime one. Oh and really? There's, yeah. There's. Like oh, I thought they flavors. only had the orange. No, there's different flavors. So there's a lemon lime one, and then there's like a, like a. a a purple one. I don't know what the flavor. It's okay. not great, but it's like that's some actually sort of berry. a good tip too, because you know we're kind of entering cold season here, exactly. and or you're just feeling like a little rundown, and or I feel like a lot of people just aren't up on their vitamin C. Hundred percent. I think. I mean, I probably shouldn't just do it reactive. Like I should probably just like mix it in like once in a while just to have more vitamin C in my system. But if you feel like you're getting run down or like you're going to start catching a cold, drink a bunch of like emergency, and you'll be good to go. This is a good it tip, works. Sarah. What are we reading or watching this week? I mean, reading, I can't talk about A Court of Thorns and Roses for like a third week in a row or else I'm going to like literally make everyone <laughs> Did you so finish them all? No, I literally have 300 pages left of okay, the last right, right. book and then I'm going to cry because the next book doesn't come until 2025. Anyways, we're not talking about it. I'm watching Survivor. Survivor's back. Oh, Did you fall right. off Survivor again? I have fallen you off Survivor. You were like Survivor. heavy into it. I was an OG. Like I probably watched the first 15 seasons, didn't miss one yeah. and then I missed a few and then I was kind of on and off. Right now yeah. I'm off. But then, like, you were in it in the pandemic because we would talk about Survivor. But then you fell yeah, off again. Yeah, I fully went to Erica's, uh, like, winning party. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah you did. So uh, I'm back on Survivor. Um, this cast this season is a little frustrating to me because I don't know if I love them or hate them. Are I'm like, like very villains or just... There's, there's a lot of villains. Like, there's no one really uh... for me to cheer for. But I actually don't mind that because I've hated how nice everyone's been recently on Survivor. Anyways... What I do every single time I watch it, I always end up like Googling Survivor casting, like just the page. Because I, I always... Would up, you do it? I half fill out the thing and then I get to the portion that says make a video and then I don't do it. Because I'm like, oh, I don't have time to make a video. The person who makes like multiple videos a day. <laughs> I, just, I can't I squeeze go, one in. No, I can't. So maybe if I decide to clip this off as my official Should Survivor... Should we just do that? Should, for the next episode, we just... The intro is just your tape. It's just my Survivor <laughs> audition. Play behind us I'll on just the play this clip if they think I'm interesting <laughs> enough to go on it. Would you be a hero or a villain on Survivor? Oh, God, I think I don't know. I just know I wouldn't survive very long. I feel like you, you're a Gemini. I'm a Gemini as well. I feel like you'd be maybe two-faced and like you would come off as a hero, but you'd maybe be a villain in the I'd have, This is my, I don't know. Those, this is the other issue. I'm a television producer. So like I know well, that's what That's kind of what good, I mean. I know it makes good TV and I wouldn't want to be bad TV. Right. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to be forgettable. So the issue is that's how a do you villain be- thing to say. How do you become memorable on Survivor? You backstab a bunch of people, and this is the thing. Now I watch it, and everyone just ends up being like lovey-dovey, like they love you anyways, even when you get voted off. So now I think like you could be a villain, and it doesn't matter. But I would just want to make the merge so I could get to decide who wins. I don't need to win. I just want to be. You want to be on the jury? I just want to be 
a memorable jury member. Anyways, also say is I'm watching Survivor and I really like it. And there's another Canadian on it who's doing really well this oh, year. Oh, huge. So maybe okay. we'll get him on the pod. Eventually. Nice. Caleb. What about you? What are you watching? Or you're definitely not reading anything. So what are you watching? <laughs> That's correct. I started two more books, but I haven't. I've gotten like five pages in. Uh, I went to the movies last night. And I don't know by the time this comes out, because I have no idea when this movie was, was released, if it'll still be around. But you know what? It was a really good experience. I was a big fan or am a big fan of this series. Just like a fun mystery series. Series. A Haunting in Venice. Oh, okay. Do you know like uh, what were the other movies? There was like uh, Murder on the Orient Express. There I didn't was, know it was uh, a series. I had no idea. Yeah, it's all, all one detective who like does this. Oh, oh something about one of them was on the Nile as well. Yeah. Listen, okay. These are not groundbreaking Oscar movies. These are fun. Go sit in the theater, have some popcorn, yeah. some m and Turn your brain off. Turn your brain off. Love chill that. out and just like enjoy some twists and turns. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie experience as well. Haley was freaked out, not at the movie, but at my Coca-Cola freestyle choice. Oh yeah, you've talked about this before though. Don't you like mix like random I, things together? I went in there and I went, I went. Rogue? I stuck, I stuck to the Sprite family, but I went regular <laughs> Sprite. Uh, it was a grape Sprite. That's disgusting. And it was either orange or tangerine Sprite. Tangerine well. and grape together? Yeah. And it was so good. That's it disgusting. was delicious. That's disgusting. Uh, yeah. But anyway, it was a good experience. So if you were a billionaire, would you be someone with one of those like tan like not tangerine machines, one of those uh, Sprite freestyle? If I was a billionaire, Coke freestyle machines in your house. If I was a billionaire and I had a five-story mansion, I would have five of those machines <laughs> on each floor, yeah. so you never have to go too far <laughs> yeah. to get your sprite. Amazing. Uh, what are we listening to this week? Ooh, okay, this is a good one. We're kind of in the times of artificial intelligence, you know. <laughs> We're kind of in the times. Have okay. you tried the Spotify DJ? No. It's like an AI DJ. No, remember we talked about this with Shannon like forever ago, back in like January or Did February. We really? Because she was like saying that yeah, AI was starting like that just come out and it was like she's like okay. AI is gonna come my job. True. So anyway, so I now, finally got the feature and I like dove it, into it using good? it. I it's really hit or miss. I don't really care for like the in between parts. But I do like. What do they do? Is it like they're a radio like the, DJ? Like yeah, they there's a radio chat? DJ. Like, yeah, you like listening to Drake, so here's some Drake, and it's not very Got good. It. I wish you could like change the voice of who's speaking. Oh, My Siri, for example, is an Australian woman. Okay. And I would like that as my as Spotify your radio DJ. It's the least I could do. Spotify, if you're listening, let's get on that. Uh, but I do like the curation of like the typically it's like five or six songs. And if you enjoy it, you're not skipping anything. It'll just keep going. Interesting. If you are skipping, it'll totally change up the mood. Mm. So like this morning, for example, I was listening and I think it was like that Drake example. And I was like, I don't want to listen to Drake right now. So I skipped a few and then I was like, not feeling Drake. Okay, let's dive into something else. And then I put on some Sam Hunt and I was like, you know what? This oh is going to be my vibe right that. now. I love that. I love Sam Hunt. Into what about you? What are you listening to? I'm listening to 1999 Taylor's version of all tracks, Huge. obviously, because she swept the Billboard Top 10 again. She's done it again. Did she really? She did that with Midnight's last year, and then she did it with 1989 Taylor's version. These are the best vault tracks that she has had. Anyways, all to say is right now, currently, 1989 has the best vault tracks. Like, they're all so good. They all could have been on the original album. Which is your favorite? Um, My favorite is probably Is It Over Now? Okay. Which everybody else's favorite is Say Don't Go. My favorite, though, is Is It Over Now? But also... My favorite is Slut. That's one, right? Yeah, but... You clearly haven't listened to them if you think that's Slut's the only your one favorite. I could remember. Exactly. Slut is like, I think what we all expected Slut to be, we expected Slut to be more like 
banger like upbeat yeah. whatever it's not it's like a slow song so. I, that's what i thought that i thought that was gonna almost lead into like a reputation that's I, for sure i agree but no they're very jack and they're all jack antonoff coded like you can tell yeah. he produced them like they all sound like midnights but they're so good did I just he can't produce it with, again like did he come back to do all the tracks again well he didn't produce 1989 did he write some of them no did he, he didn't start working with her until reputation Oh yeah, you okay. got to learn this stuff because we're hosting Taylor Swift trivia. In two I do, weeks. I do have to learn this. This was actually <laughs> embarrassing. When the album came out, the next day I texted Sarah. And I was like, "Oh, Wildest Dreams is is the new version is great." She's like, "That came out last year." <laughs> I was like, "I've lost my cred." <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, that was that was rough. That was rough. But anyways, the vault tracks are bangers. You should dive into them, and then you'll find out more than just slut that you like. But okay, okay. What about uh, somewhere you went this week, Sarah? Well, it's somewhere we both went. New we, York City. We teased this one. We were both there we didn't see each other no what how what'd you do what how was your trip trip was good i walked a lot watched the marathon i always forget how much you walk when you go to new york City. it's insane like and like no exaggeration one day we walked a full marathon like we walked 42 kilometers and yeah we walked a lot we drank a lot of wine found some cool wine bars and we just like bopped around like found a random hole in the wall ones one of them we took credit for it becoming so there was nobody in this wine bar it's just like the guy who owns it and like his two buddies yeah and when we like it was like, looks like a cute vibe. And it was just down the street from our uh, restaurant we had a dinner at. And we wanted a little nightcap. So we'd go in. And he was so excited that we came in. And his friend was even like, oh, like, welcome, welcome. We come in. We sit down. And then literally, we just see all these people like peeking their head in the window. Oh, and then all start coming and in. Like, oh, some and people we filled are in here. the restaurant. I think well, you went we were, with like a, a bunch of people. Yeah, there too, was like right? eight of us. There's a lot of people. There's a big group. You could get a, you could definitely get it. I could see that happening. Get a vibe so I think we kind of got the vibe going, which was lovely. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, the having an extra hour of time while you're out drinking so nice. in New York City so nice but I also used, I used I that, used that extra sleep. hour of, oh you did in the morning yeah I was oh, in the morning fucking hung over oh yeah same <laughs> <laughs> I, I used that extra hour to rationalize going to another bar oh my fifth bar <laughs> no six that was my sixth bar of the night my sixth bar oh, wild. you got round yeah we well we were we were in Chelsea we, we were went, in the West Village we went then to the East Village and then I went and got pizza back and it was just we went to three or four places it was a lot I was there is it's a humbling experience though watching the new york city marathon extremely hungover so humbling oh god yeah i was, I was like, in central park sitting on like a <laughs> barrier to the road or whatever needing to sit there and everyone's like just chugging through yeah. making good times and i'm like and you're like this was supposed to be me. this was supposed to be it was actually kind of sad to see it to be honest oh, I'm but sorry. i was also motivated for next year so I come think february 21st i'm getting my automatic entry i'm clicking that button I think I'm going to be a 2025 marathon yeah. runner. Mm-hmm. In New York, you mean? Or you want to go to New York or I want to do a major. I want to not be in Toronto for it. I want to do Berlin, Berlin New York, Chicago. Yeah, Tokyo, um, Boston. Uh, probably not Tokyo. The time change for Tokyo would fuck with me too much. But Boston, no. I can't qualify for Boston. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Anyways, uh, New York or Berlin are my one or two. That I, and Jade said she'd run Berlin with me. And she's who I went to go watch in the marathon. London so would also be fun. London would also be great, but it's apparently really hilly. Yeah. So I think I'd like a flat course ideally. So I only have to do it once and never again. But anyways, what did you do this weekend? Uh, well, I also went to New York City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? I told you a bit about what I did. Okay. Well, it was crazy because we went in like Friday. We got there Friday late morning and then or uh, like right at noon. I Wait, think. side note. Wasn't the weather not the most fucking beautiful ever? Like, it was we so, so nice. Lucked out. Yeah, was lucked out. It was like hot. Hot. Yeah, it was nice. Which was actually, I brought three jackets and I was like, maybe mm. I could have got away with two. Yeah. But it was touring around. So uh, actually, it was like one of the first times going to New York and we saw like a bunch of friends. 
Oh, really? We oh, that's nice. dinner actually with a few people from Toronto originally, or not originally, they're from Toronto, came to watch the marathon as well one okay. night, uh, dinner with a few Haley's friends that live there, met up with actually two of my other clients are in New York, so met up with them. It was fun. It was great. It was good. I Like, we've talked about this before, but whenever I go to New York City, I like, and I think you're saying, you kind of like, like to experience it as if you almost live there. Yeah, exactly. And just like, yeah. Around. And when you're with friends, it makes it easier. Exactly. Okay. And last but certainly not least, what's something you did? Sarah, I took a page out of your book and I was like, I'm not doing enough things. So I need to do <laughs> some more things. <laughs> That's true. Jacob became a club promoter. <laughs> yeah, I'm half a club promoter now. So uh, I play soccer or as they would say, football because they're two uh, British producers DJs lads a <laughs> couple friends of mine I've actually shouted them out on this podcast before and threw them in Jacob's songs of the summer they're both amazing producers and now they're DJs as well uh, so we're throwing a live event it's like a club night a little bit of a rave a little bit of mm-hmm. like we're calling it just friends is the name of the event it's almost I was thinking about it in the car on the way over mm-hmm. you know how like King West has all the, their clubs mm-hmm. and in my mind if King West is just strangers Mm -hmm. just friends is like a much more approachable night if you want to come out dance have some drinks also it's on the east side obviously because where else would jacob host an event but it could be a good excuse if you're a talking fast listener you're like i've never gone east of the don valley parkway (laughs) it's a great excuse it's a great excuse to like check out one of the (laughs) nine million east restaurants jacob's talked about 100 go to lake inez go to winona something like that and then come out to just friends dm jacob and say look i want to come to this event but i need an itinerary for the rest of the night he will gladly send one back to you. i'll give you an itinerary for the whole weekend exactly it's on november 24th Tickets are in my bio, so go check that out. We'll put it in the Talking Fast bio, too. Oh, amazing. I'll be there if we want to rave together. I don't know. I haven't... If you want to rave with Sarah Jenkins, come up to Just Friends, because it's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see. You should have a stick and poke tattoo person there. What about you? Something you did this week. I got a tattoo. Yes, right. Speaking of stick and poke tattoos, not stick and poke, though. It's not stick and poke. Do a reveal. Do a reveal. For the video. Can you see? My second skin is still on it. And for anyone uh, just listening on audio, first of all, I'll go over to the YouTube video to check this out can or check out Talking Fast Is he's behind the camera TikTok telling me if you can actually see it? Or Instagram if you want to see the actual reveal yeah, of Sarah's so anyways, page. I got a mirror ball tattoo because I'm a basic Taylor Swift fan bitch. Anyways. But you know what? It also looks cool generally. It's just generally cool. I yeah. know. It looks vibey. And I feel like it represents like, I don't know, this era of my life for many reasons. It's got more deep meaning to myself than anything else. But you know, uh, I showed it to the guy. I was walking appointment in New York and he was, I showed him two examples. He was like, I can do it better. And I was like, great. I trust you if you're that, that confident. I loved want. it. It made me feel so at ease. And then he showed me the design. I was like, that's fucking sick. It looks Did better it than hurt. No, I actually liked the feeling, which is the most Whoa, concerning part. Uh-oh. I fell asleep during it. All my friends, the second I walked out, they're like, this is going to be like flash forward one year from now. And Sarah's going to have like 10 different like patchwork like tattoos everywhere. <laughs> I'll have a neck of- tattoo like Jacob. So <laughs> that's why I'm saying I'm like saying he should have tattoo artist at his party. So I'm like addicted 100%. now. Anyway, so it's the first of many. But yeah, tattoo reveal on the pod. Oh my God. Okay. Well, maybe at a live podcast we'll do, you know what? I actually have a tattoo gun. I've been learning. To do flat. You've been learning how to do tattoos? I haven't really revealed this to anyone, but I have I have one. I would let you give me a tattoo. I'm figuring it out. I feel like in this by the end, maybe by the summer of next year, I'll be like good enough Confident? to actually do it. Yeah. Okay, well I'm gonna hold you to that. <laughs> 
I first met this next guest because we were both featured in a random blog TL article about Toronto TikTok vloggers you need to follow. Since then, I've been lucky enough to follow along her creator journey, launching her own podcast, and seeing her become a more vulnerable version of herself online. If I ever need inspiration on how to spend a girl's night in or the most aesthetic items for my coffee bar, it's her page that I go to. I'm so happy she's here. Please welcome to Talking Fast. Yes. Hi. Welcome. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. How are you? Great. Did you know that you're one of like the creators I've known the longest out of like everyone? Oh my gosh. Do you know that I was so scared when I met you the first time? <laughs> it took me like three events where I saw you to actually come up and like say hello. Okay. But then also there was an embarrassing moment where we had met and then I reintroduced myself to you, which was the most mortifying thing <laughs> in my experience, which I vividly remember doing at the Charlotte Tilbury event three years ago. It still is ingrained in my memory. <laughs> Because we had met and it was like one of those things where like, you know, someone's face, but you just don't remember their name. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, like it's yes. And I went, I was like mortified. I think I went. Oh, my gosh. I, I do not remember. Okay, thank God. Well, I just reminded B, you. But. It took me like three like skinny margaritas to even come up and like introduce myself to you. And I was like, hi, I'm, I'm yes. Oh, my God. And you're like, hi. hi. I know, but you were like one of my first like creator friends, like one of the first ones. I think it's because oh we goodness. were both like the toronto tiktok girlies that first started infiltrating that whole world of like it was very like i mean jake has been a manager forever so he knows but there was like all the youtube girls and the instagram mm-hmm. girls and we were both just like we make tiktok videos don't know what we're doing well, it also doing. happened we've talked about this previously as well that like during the pandemic events kind of shifted they were mm-hmm. obviously they weren't happening and then post events was also like post tiktok blowing up so exactly. that like everyone who was at these events now didn't know each other there were a lot of like unfamiliar faces or new faces to like Mm -hmm. the say the toronto scene i guess that makes it a little bit more intimidating it ended up being like pretty split and it was like half do people have so was tiktok how you got started as a creator yeah it was very unintentional it was just me in my bedroom working a job in finance from home so i was like why don't i film me making my coffee in the morning Mm -hmm. and then you know, it just kind of turned into something. Yeah, it was the same way. Did you ever have a like create, did you always have like a creative like bone in your body? Like that was more so what you wanted to do than business and it just kind of manifests that way? Or is that how you kind of discovered your creativity? I think I always was that person that like if I went on a trip with my friends, I was going to send everyone like a montage video to like music and it was going to be very emotional. I love that. So I feel like it was just like finally an outlet that no one could necessarily see, but I could just kind of like Mm -hmm. post on. No one was really like, on TikTok or like no one at least wanted to admit that they were using the app I feel like yeah. at that point right especially people things. you know that's such yeah. a good way of putting it because do you know what I actually I probably just learned that about myself right now I think that was why I felt so like okay just mindlessly vlogging because yeah. nobody was on it I felt so old to be on TikTok and it was like nobody else was doing it so then then when like you blink and like you suddenly have like tens of thousands of followers and your friends are finally on the app they're like what the hell well okay that's what I was gonna ask you then it's like how do you deal with getting like posting content for yourself because no one's out there you don't expect anyone to be watching is one thing but then as you start gaining a whole lot of followers that's a completely different so like Mm -hmm. how was that transition for you it was honestly like overnight Mm -hmm. I feel like I was just making these videos and at one point no one was seeing them and then consistently a lot of people were Mm -hmm. but it was still at a point where no one was really doing anything with their TikTok audience and it didn't necessarily like mean anything bigger than just posting a video so it felt very like safe and just like behind the scenes yeah yeah did you like so how long into your like creator journey was it the moment that you realized that you no longer had to keep your finance job and that you made the switch Mm, 
I think that I was probably a year and a half into like posting consistently Mm -hmm. on TikTok and I had had a few agencies come to me and say like, hey, you look like you're getting busy. Like maybe you need some help. And I was like, I don't think that this is going to last. Like, thank you so much. But it's just a hobby. Mm -hmm. And then I think I finally got to a day where I was like, wow, this is like something that I can finally admit to myself that I want to do and that could be sustainable Mm -hmm. if I treated it the right way. Were you happy in the job that you were you were at? No. 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 <laughs> no. I talked about it a lot on TikTok. I think more than anything, it was I was working in finance. There was probably five women at the company mm. and like probably 150 men. It was a very misogynistic environment and just yeah. somewhere where I no longer felt like I could be myself and, you know, be creative and then also be taken seriously at work. So that led to the shift. What do you think was the biggest barrier then? Because you just said like you had to admit to yourself that you wanted to like do this as a job. What was the biggest barrier for like admitting it to yourself? Like just expectation Mm -hmm. or what do you think it was? I think one part of it was, you know, growing up being like taking school seriously being Mm -hmm. in university and then like also having Middle Eastern parents Mm -hmm. like um my baba definitely had a different vision of like what success was going to look like for me. Um, so I think admitting to myself that, you know, things could look different and it could still be successful mm-hmm. and I'm allowed to enjoy a non-traditional career path if I want to. Exactly. Yeah. And that success doesn't have to be in like tr- the traditional realm. Yeah. No, I know the, the stress of like uh, when you've just been so like school and it's so structured and it's so like oh if I do xyz I'll get this grade and then I'm successful if I get this internship at this and then at this company then I'm successful but then when you're suddenly working for yourself and you're at the mercy of an algorithm doing all these other things you're then you're the definition of success shifts so then how do you um I guess manage now switching to working for yourself how do you define success now for yourself I feel like it's already shifted so much during the time that I worked for myself. Mm-hmm. I think that at one point it was really quantitative and I was, you know, taking such a similar approach to how I would in finance. Yeah. I think that that led to me being a lot more down on myself and mm-hmm. maybe not even putting myself out there or like in a place where I could grow or do anything better just because mm-hmm. I felt comfortable. And then I think that it finally got to a place where if I was being like true to myself as like corny as that sounds and if I was like proud of what I was putting out there then that was success to me it didn't matter the metrics on some want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And has that evolved? So say after you left your, you know, your day job, did your content change at all? Did you feel more at ease for sharing stuff that's maybe more vulnerable? Or like, how has that evolved? so much mm-hmm. i went to the office every single morning and probably at least like 10 guys would be watching my videos and i'd hear them at like different corners of the office and i'd hear my videos going off and i was just like that sucks and i was like an account manager at the time that i left so i had a whole team of people like mm-hmm. working under me and no one was taking me seriously anymore and that hurt a lot yeah that's so unfair yeah that's fucking bullshit so then that but then that also can like lead you to evolve and like be able to be more vulnerable and stuff online because like fuck those people like who cares if they watch your videos now that gives you more views more money in your pocket literally but but did that then so now like like because i've seen it because i've been watching for years now that you've definitely shifted where you like share more about like insecurities now or like things and i which i think is really really cool because to be honest I think you're one of the fucking coolest people that I know but like also from an outside perspective like when I do need inspiration for stuff I go to your page like you're just one of those people but do you like do you do you sometimes find it like an important balance that you have to bring in as because you do like show like the aesthetic videos like this aesthetic lifestyle but do you feel some sort of responsibility to also show that you are still a real person as well yeah Yeah. I think that I always felt that but Mm -hmm. I I think that there was so much insecurity that I even like had as a person that was like chronically online Mm -hmm. like the fear of people actually being able to judge me or saying anything Mm -hmm. and then I think I got to a place where I didn't feel like my content was authentic to things that I was genuinely going through on Mm -hmm. like a day-to-day basis and that there were so many things that I I knew that other people could relate to that I was too scared to share Mm -hmm. Um, what leads you to that like that not breaking point necessarily but it's a it's a weird thing to be producing content but then also like seeing people react to it and then having to look at yourself through like the eyes of someone who's just a viewer online and then seeing yourself from this third person way is, was there a breaking point of like what, what made you think I maybe, you know, be more vulnerable or make a change here? I think I didn't like my content anymore. I wasn't Mm. proud of it. I think when I was scrolling and I was seeing other people's content, I kind of also understood why, you know, so many people didn't want to watch someone's video of their very busy day and their, you know, as people have been talking about (laughs) lately, like going to their nail appointment and then going and getting groceries and Mm -hmm. they're so tired and like that wasn't what things looked like for me, but it was all that I was sharing and I got the redundancy of that. So I think that it became important for me if I wanted to continue to post and share myself online to be more authentic and not just continue to go along with like what I was seeing other people do. Did you see a, a consistency in the views too? Cause I know that like Sarah and I talk about this all the time and I talk about this with other clients as well. It's tough sometimes when things that are maybe a little redundant or, or kind of consistent are bringing in consistent views and like you want to depend on them because you know you're kind of working off a structure that's going to perform well mm-hmm. but obviously like you're talking about maybe it doesn't fit what you actually want to be sharing like was there a little bit of that where you thought if I break the mold I might not mm-hmm. kind of have content that's performing as well especially if you're depending on it from a financial perspective as well Yeah, for sure. I think like the vulnerability, like especially me getting up in front of a camera and like actually Mm -hmm. talking to people and sharing either like something that I'm going through or an insecurity or just even recommendations, that was hard because I was so used to kind of 
you know, shifting my content into a way where I really didn't feel like I was sharing too much of myself. I was almost like anonymous. Judged. Yeah. Yeah. But I also know that in anything that I've done, you know, like from like business to school, if you're too comfortable, like you're limiting your success. So it might take a while for a different type of content to like reach an audience and them to like, I don't know, be able to resonate with it, but they're going to get there. Hopefully. I feel like it has for you though. I feel like you've like, like your new, your latest stuff has been super successful with you like being more vulnerable and like talking to the camera and like with the like, Texty on screen, you know what I'm talking about. You're typing text on screen. Izzy's gonna hate me. I just hit the table. <laughs> but um, did you take inspiration from that, or was that just stuff you had wanted to like that style you had wanted to make? And then- I, I think it was always something that I wanted to do. I think like you and I probably both grew up in the you know age of YouTube and exactly. watching people making longer form content. And mm-hmm. I think finally people's attention spans have reached a point that you can sit and you can like talk to your audience and you can share with them, and they want to know people more as a human being than just as like a 10 yeah. second clip exactly because it's like you can only do so much I find too even just like also like I mean you worked in business like from a business perspective like when you have to start looking at yourself as a business entity like how many times can you just do like a 10 second sound that goes viral and like maybe that will get a lot yeah. of views but that's not necessarily what's actually going to drive community and longevity as yeah. well I did see on one post which is kind of on the flip side of what we've been talking about of like being really vulnerable on you know social media I think it was on Instagram or maybe something or another post that I saw that you said not everything is for Instagram and you kind of have to keep some things to yourself. So like where do you draw boundaries then Mm. with what kind of things about your life you share? And then you ask her on a podcast. <laughs> well, no, like no, no, I, no, no. I, I'm not. I'm not looking for any tea or anything like so that. But I just here. mean like I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's, I know a, it's a tough. It's a tough. I just mean it's a tough boundary to set. Uh, well, right? it's my ever and, evolving thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's for content creators. Like, of course, that's going to be a tough boundary to set. But I, I think anyone probably listening is similar mm-hmm. where it's like there are things that maybe you everyone holds back on sharing and and especially when you're making money off of it then too it's like okay where where do I want my line to be mm-hmm. for sure I think relationships like in general whether that's like friendships or romantic relationships when I started on TikTok I had a boyfriend we mm-hmm. have now broken up but I had no idea that people were going to get attached to that relationship or feel like they deserved Mm -hmm. answers when we broke up, which is totally fair. Like I have all of like my relationships that like I look up to and I obviously like want to know things or like assume things. Like everyone's nosy. Yeah. yeah. But that was weird. Mm -hmm. And then obviously like I have friendships that are online, like people that are like doing like incredible things like on social media as well. And like people want to see those like relationship dynamics and stuff. And like that just puts like pressure sometimes on things. And then Mm -hmm. also you're kind of opening this door to people making like assumptions about you or kind of like creating their own narrative of like relationships, which is definitely weird. So I've kind of just learned to share things and the people that I love in a way that I feel just like compliments them and compliments mm-hmm. my content, but is never like a focus point of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I always thought like, and like you said, like we both grew up in like the YouTube era. Like I never, like, I mean, cause like we obviously, there was a YouTube couples and whatever. So I never like fully got it until I was like on the other side of it. Like I was just like, oh, they're just complaining. Like everyone wants to know about their relationship. Like people deserve to know why they broke up. I like, don't believe that anymore. <laughs> I, 16 year old me though was like in the comments, like angry wanting to know. But I even have noticed like as an example, if 
because I mean, over like three, almost four years of sharing content, like maybe like the amount I want to share, like I decide to pull back. But then, oh, if you pull back in any relationship, whether it's a friendship, relationship, whatever, you then start to get the comments like, well, why aren't you with this person anymore? Are you guys not friends or are you guys not dating because you haven't been in a video in like five days or something? So I find that balance is like very, it's very difficult. So I know that you're not alone in that because it's like the, it's the, the trying to be vulnerable and like authentic and being a real person, but then also having things that are just for you is like the weirdest balance of being a person on the internet. And I like, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if there is an answer. I think we just like, it's an ever evolving, like juggling of trying to figure out which of those actually work out. For sure. Well, that's like Haley too. Every time we'll record a podcast, I'll go back and I'll just, I'll text her and be like, guess what I just shared today? (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you for that. So sorry, Haley. So we've talked a lot about, you know, the kind of content that people want to create and and where your lines are, what you're going to share on the flip side then. And this is something that we've talked about a little bit on the podcast, but like, I'd be curious to get your perspective um, on community building. Like what kind of community do you want to be fostering online? What kind of audience do you want to be catering to? And yeah, what are your thoughts on, on how to build that and build a positive one, I guess, online? That's such a loaded question. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he's here for. <laughs> I feel like I've always really wanted to create an audience that I feel like I resonated with as a 15-year-old, 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. I think that there was so many things that I remember Googling or looking up on YouTube and just hoping that I would find someone that was going through those similar things and never necessarily finding the answers or feeling heard mm-hmm. or seen. So... I think really I just want to like connect with like the you know younger version of me or even someone that just feels like they resonate with me at my age and be vulnerable and just also give a sense of like confidence that you can kind of break out of whatever mold you thought that you needed to be in or had put yourself in. And I feel like that also is a really grounding thing like I like I always think but like from a marketing perspective like they're supposed to think of who are you selling this product to I'm not selling anything but it's like you're supposed to picture the person so like I'm the same way when I picture like who am I speaking to when I'm speaking to the audience I'm speaking to like maybe 22 year old Sarah it's like always like I'm always like a few years Mm -hmm. behind yeah but I don't I I feel like maybe you're selling yourself both of you maybe you're selling yourself or you kind of said it but selling yourself short a little bit on that Sarah because like that not everyone's doing that like a lot of people would be a lot of content creators would put out content that's you know gonna resonate with mm-hmm. whoever's gonna come and watch their piece of content like that's putting me out. more I don't want that I hate virality <laughs> I do I do I right. honestly but, but I think that's the question right is like that's where the line is is like are you do trying you want- to create community or are you trying to create virality and if well if you want and I'm like and I know this because like I know like like your content too like it's if you want longevity you create community like, yeah that's like the difference and I think that like I'm sure you probably get a million questions um, about like how to become a content creator or how to become an influencer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like I've never really known how to answer it because it's like so like just based in community building for, for me at least versus like viral video is I've always said like when I've spoken to classes and done any of this stuff, I'm like, if you want to do a viral video, like just do a trending sound. Like there's a there's a formula like anyone can really like make it happen. But are those like views and likes and and follows actually going to convert into like people that give a shit about you? Probably not. Which is so funny because Sarah always says she hates, like when we first started working together, she wouldn't, oh, I didn't like, I don't do it with any of my clients, but she wouldn't let me call her an influencer, Mm. would only be a content creator, which is so funny because I think that that perspective at the same time is 
what actually influences people if you have a strong community right that like people look up for to sure you as a big i'm sister you're producing content for like the younger version of yourself for example yeah i know i just really struggled with the word influencer because i think there's a negative connotation with it i think so too but <laughs> i think people just even myself sometimes when i hear that word i i look at it as you know something that isn't as serious as when i look mm -hmm. at a content creator and if you're building a community and like creating you know videos like you have so much production value to like what you create on like a day-to-day -day basis and it's insane to me i will never stop applauding that's you insane for that you're, I think you're talking about yourself because that's what i think about you. oh yeah. my god no, that's no, insane no. dude do you know okay you like i literally finally bought a fucking tripod i finally bought one i literally finally bought a tripod i was like wow i've been a content creator for how long and i never owned a tripod and i made one one like aesthetic fall cozy night in and i was stressed the whole time that like, takes setting it time up. and so, like, vision I, like <laughs> I literally picturing in my head i'm like i'm picturing yaz setting up her camera and cleaning her bathroom and then okay. putting it all okay, back honestly, and doing it like how long does that take you it's like an hour and a half like whatever i feel like the time is of the activity if i'm making one of those videos as embarrassing as it is to say it probably takes like double the time yeah yeah but like I, I, I knew appreciation. I was like, oh my God, I can't. This is why I do everything POV because then I can just like, it can be janky and I can get away with it <laughs> on purpose though. Is there, that was one question I did have for you because I just watching all your content, I was just like, everything looks so good. I'm the type of person that like if I have a video call meeting, I'm going to move like a pile of laundry that like is behind <laughs> behind me on a chair or something. Is there a pile, pile of laundry? Yeah, what's your pile of laundry? <laughs> So I do currently live in a two bedroom, but no one would know that, and no one will. I didn't know that. Oh. Know that. So wait, you, do you have like a? She has one, a closet. She has a meat closet. <laughs> Hell's yeah! I have a I have a fucking bedroom that's my disaster bedroom. This is a scoop on talking fast. <laughs> we just got the, we just got the tea. No, I have a second bedroom too, and for the longest time, I have friends that have come over and like I had no idea you live in a two bedroom. <laughs> Same deal because I unless you watched the videos when I moved there months ago, no, you'd never know because it's. Boxes that is so and disaster. <gasps> I love that. But like the thing too about a Toronto two bedroom, unfortunately, in so many cases, is like that second bedroom was not made in like a livable square footage. No. Right. It's, <laughs> it's like a literal like it's. I have like a day bed in there, and the day bed just has everything on it. Like yeah. it's like the ex same example. Oh my god! Wait, I can't believe you have a second. I love that. That makes me feel so much better. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how I am all the time. Well, you need that PR room, right? You it's need like, the you PR get so many room. Packages. I know. <laughs>
it makes me excited as well. Um, I was going to ask actually earlier, has there been a ton of transferable, has there been a ton of transferable skills for you? Like being like a business kid and like working finance to then like you being your own business. Cause I wish I had that brain. I've only ever done creative stuff and I struggle with the business side of it. I think to some extent, yes. Like I think that it definitely helped and I feel like a sense of relief that I don't think that my degree has gone to waste. Well, with, that's true. That's with what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think my dad is feeling like a lot of relief there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just like a lot from even working in like a corporate environment mm-hmm. for like the first two years of being in Toronto, I just learned so much structure and I learned how to like work with you know, clients, different types of people. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. been really helpful as I've kind of like transferred into this stage of my career. Because it's at the end of the day, like you just are the brand or like Mm -hmm. you are the client and you're working with, you know, just a lot of different brands. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. What was the biggest transition then for you, like going that way, for you becoming the client and brand and being on the other side? Was it weird for your brain to like switch? Definitely. Yeah. I think like an imposter syndrome to an extent Mm -hmm. to think that you like have value that you're bringing Mm -hmm. um I think also just like undercutting myself a lot of the time because I didn't think that I necessarily was you know worth what I was bringing to the table Mm -hmm. yeah and that's why you get good managers yeah I was gonna say what I'm probably that was helpful but like what other strategies worked for just experience in it to like get over that imposter syndrome I think definitely having a team i know that kj was we love kj shout out kj kj definitely like helped me realize value in in this industry and just kind of figure out exactly like where i wanted to put myself and Mm -hmm. um learning yeah that's like literally having the best hype woman in your corner whenever i need like hype i can just like message kj and she'll hype me up she's the best for that (laughs) no but it's true though because i think everyone does that and that's the one like weird thing about the transition of like Especially when it, we don't actually talk about this a lot in here, but when you start like actually making money off of like social media, like knowing how to value yourself is so bizarre. Cause like for me, I come from the content production world where I value content at a very like dollars and cents, like that camera costs $3,000 and then this table cut, like you do it based off hard costs and like how much a producer costs versus versus a value of an audience is then a marketing brain, which I don't have. And that's like a very different world. Cause then you're like, oh, it's like, what's the value of my word for me being an authentic creator what's the value of my audience what's the value of me and, only and drinking one type of coffee for the rest yeah. of my life versus whatever and it varies sometimes like brand to brand too you know like I, you know hair product brand is going to be wildly different than if you're promoting alcohol or something like that yeah that's right? true what's mm-hmm. the impact on your personal brand as opposed to you know just like you're saying producing a tv show or mm-hmm. something like that both are hard in their own way but what's been um like a pinch you pinch me but pinch you moment that you've had so far i'll pinch you (laughs) (laughs) i was like that's not english it's like you know what i'm saying pinch me pinch you go ahead i would say some of the brands that i've been working with like recently Mm -hmm. um i recently have done a long-term campaign with american express and that was a insane just even getting approved for a card was a pinch me moment so <laughs> that was like yes like I'm an adult but I think just working with brands that I like resonate with and that have always you know seemed like larger than life mm-hmm. I think as I've been able to grow I've been able to be finally like really picky about like mm-hmm. who I'm working with and I think I always have been but even more so now yeah. I don't want to be putting out a lot of ads I really only want things that I think are going to resonate with my audience and resonate with me and are things that I think are really credible mm-hmm. um 
so that's been a big and that just also goes to like your brain being based on community building versus anything else right because it's like your audience will call you out for stuff or they like know they they know you just as well as anybody else so then like they know what would actually resonate with you or not which is really cool and protecting yourself too because like it gets tiring if you're just doing ads all the time for random brands even if they want even if they have like show up at your doorstep with a truckload of money (laughs) it's not (laughs) it's it's great but it's like yeah that's true you can only do so many moisturizers. You can only I'm do so many moisturizers. I'm a big guy in the podcast right now. About, like, <laughs> I guess you I, are. I think like the first time, you know, that I said no to a brand, like that it was mm. like a check that I I think a year ago would have been like a pinch me. And I was like, at the end of the day, like this just yeah. isn't something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. And I'm not going to sell myself short on, you know, just making money today. When yeah. I think that it's worth it more in the long run to have my audience actually trust what I'm putting out there and knowing like what you value which in that case you value your audience and community more than the paycheck of always yeah exactly which is how you'll have longevity in the way that you'll be successful in any brand that you make down the that's happened with a few clients of mine it's actually that's such a good pinch me moment actually because i've had that happen with a few different clients there have been like really big deals that have been turned down Mm -hmm. but that's almost like you're putting you're drawing the line in the sand for yourself Mm -hmm. and then you know that probably throw the imposter syndrome out the window in that mm-hmm. case. My land in the sand was someone wanted me to put a shoe in the air and kick it and then do a transition. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. And Jacob had to go, Sarah doesn't do transition. We like, the, <laughs> we like the brand. We like the brand, but just not a good brief. I want to talk about the brand that you're working with right now. Yeah. Tell me about Lip Kits, Miss Kylie Jenner, um, and your eyebrow kits. Tell me all about it. Yeah, so I have I feel like with my content for the last year, I have like introduced you know makeup and Mm -hmm. things that I'm doing but one brand that I've been working with like consistently and going to and loving they have a a eyebrow gel that I was obsessed with that was Mm -hmm. finally the only thing that could hold up like my Middle Eastern eyebrows (laughs) so I was like yes this isn't a win in and of itself I love that um they reached out to me and they wanted to like work together because I guess so many girls were like coming into the studio and you know purchasing that product because of me and we like created kits together so we're doing a brow kit that includes like a serum which I love and has helped me a lot and then also like lip kits which just it feels good to be putting something out there for my audience that I really believe in Mm -hmm. and like resonate with and have been using for so long that it is like a tried and true not just my name behind something Mm -hmm. so yeah I'm working with HB face on it so amazing I love that. That's so exciting. Thank you. That's like a good next step before you launch your own brand, which I'll harass you about later because I want to know more about that off camera. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on Talking Fast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Make sure you follow Yaz uh, for all your inspiration. I do it for all of mine personally. I mean, we're not just the same right now, but I do take out for the inspiration from her all the time, like when I was in New York this weekend. But as always, you can listen to a new episode of Talking Fast every single Wednesday. Like, comment, follow, subscribe. No negativity here. And we will see you next week. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,